Well, on behalf of the uh, Vanderveld family, I'd like to welcome you and to thank you for coming uh, and joining us uh, and them together this afternoon as we praise God for Reg's life and for Reg's faith. Let me begin by reading these words from Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty! My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favour and honour. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Let's pray. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you that Reg was a man who trusted in you uh, and who longed and yearned for uh, the courts of the Lord, uh, to know you and to love you uh, with all his heart. And Lord, thank you that uh, this afternoon we can gather together to remember his life, to remember uh, the gift that he was to us uh, and to celebrate your faithfulness to him uh, and all that you have done for him. So, Father, as we do that this afternoon, we pray that you would help us to grieve, but also, Lord, help us to rejoice and to give thanks to you with all our hearts. We ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, we're going to stand and sing together of our hope in Jesus Christ using the words of two songs, In Christ Alone and All to Jesus I Surrender. You'll find those words printed in the handout. Uh, And these songs and the liturgy as a whole were selected by Reg uh, before he passed away in his uh, last few weeks. Uh, But let me draw your attention to the last uh, verse of the first song. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ I'll stand. Let's stand and sing praise to God.
going to invite uh, Reg's nephew Simon to come up and read uh, Psalm 150. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, there are three things that I knew about Reg. That he loved music, that he loved Jesus, and that he loved the Psalms. Reg loved music. I still have at home a DVD that he lent me of a John Fogarty concert. I still haven't got around to watching it, I confess. Uh, I did watch the other one that he lent me uh, of Cliff Richard and the Shadows. Uh, I didn't know of the Shadows. I knew of Cliff Richard. But Reg was a man who loved music. But he wasn't just a man who loved music. He was a man who, by the grace of God, loved God and loved the good news that he was a sinner saved by grace in Jesus Christ. I have a list uh, of all the songs uh, that Reg suggested that I listen to as well. Uh, And he suggested that I check out the words of numerous songs for the last year or so. Every time that we'd meet, he'd suggest a new song or I'd get a phone call early one morning uh, and it would be Reg on the other end of the line saying, I've got another one for you, Carl. Check out William Truckaway, Leave It All Behind or whatever it might be. Invariably, it would be a song by someone who was searching for God. Uh, or a song by someone who'd found Jesus and the gospel. And he'd say, that's what it's all about, Carl, isn't it? And if he he wasn't ringing me to tell me about a song, he was ringing me to tell me about a psalm. Well, Psalm 150, at least to my mind, insofar as I knew Reg, combines his three great passions. A love for Jesus, a love for music, and a love for the Psalms. The message of the Psalm is really very simple. First of all, it calls us to praise God wherever you are. Verse 1, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the highest heavens, in the mighty heavens. Whether in the Old Testament sanctuary, whether here on earth, or in the highest heavens, whether in the depths of the sea, or at the far ends of the earth, wherever you are, the psalmist calls on us to praise God. Why? Because of his power and his greatness. Verse 2, praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise God because he's in control. Praise God because he's sovereign over all things. Sovereign even over the life and the death of his saints. Praise God because his power is greater than our biggest troubles. Praise God because he's greater than our weakness and our fear. Praise God because he's greater than our sins and our past and our present and even our future that we've yet to live. God is greater than all those things. God is more powerful than all those things. All the dangers that face us, God is greater and more powerful than those. And how do we praise God? We praise him with everything that we've got. Verse 3. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I'm not sure that those are the instruments that Reg would choose. I have to admit that as I read through the psalm and I think of Reg, I imagine him sitting there with a lyre praising God. They may not be the instruments that you would choose with which to praise God. But the point is this. 
we should praise God with everything that we have at our disposal, with everything that we have, with every fibre of our being. We should praise God with our voices and we should praise God with our lives. And as long as we have the breath to do it, we should praise God. Ben said that he and Reg talked about the irony that in those last days, Reg barely had the breath to praise God. But he did it anyway. It didn't stop him from praising God for all that Jesus had done. Reg may have loved music, but the melody that he enjoyed singing the most was the glory of the gospel. And anyone who knew him knew that it oozed out of him. But what about today? Is today a day for praise as well? Reg thought that it was. I said before that it was fitting to choose this psalm. In fact, this was the psalm that Reg chose for today. This is the passage that he chose for us to look at now. And I think it shows a remarkable presence of mind. What did Reg want to be in the forefront of our minds gathered here today, gathered here now? What he wanted to be in the forefront of our minds was the praise of God for all his goodness. Why is that? I said before that Reg was a man who loved the Psalms and I don't know if it's true but it always seemed to me that he would read through the Psalms and once he got to the end he'd start back at the beginning again. Because every time I'd talk to him, he'd be reading through the Psalms. But here's the thing. If you read through the book of Psalms from cover to cover, you'd know there's a lot of Psalms written by people when things just aren't going that great. God's people feel abandoned by God. They feel under attack from God's enemies. They struggle with the evil in the world. They're confronted with their own sin and their alienation from God. They doubt the goodness of God. They're tempted to abandon God and live for themselves. They struggle with what seems like God's failure to do what he's promised. But actually, if you read the Psalms from cover to cover, you also pick up on something else. You pick up on a kind of a movement, a kind of a direction, a movement from blessing through sin and hardship and suffering through alienation from God, through the mighty deliverance of God, and finally, the book of Psalms at the very end looks forward to a greater deliverance from God and explodes in this chorus of praise. You see, these, the last six Psalms of the book of Psalms are all Psalms of praise. Psalm 145 begins, I will exalt you, my God and King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Psalm 146, praise the Lord, praise the Lord on my soul. I will praise the Lord with all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Psalm 147, praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting it is to praise him. These psalms are all praise psalms because after all the muck of life, after all the sadness After all the sin, after all that, God has been faithful. The people who wrote these psalms looked back to the way that God had delivered them in the past and they looked ahead to the way that God would deliver them in the future. They were looking ahead to something spectacular that God would do to save his people. And knowing that it was coming... They praised the Lord. The people who first wrote these psalms and compiled them into this book didn't know the details of all that God would do. But we know the details. When uh, they found Reg on Tuesday morning, his Bible was lying open on his bed. It's out there in the foyer. You might have read it on the way in. He was lying open on his bed with a message for his family and for the whole world. And the message was this, John 3.16. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Why should we praise the Lord with every fibre of our being? Why, on a day like today? Because death is not the end, that's why. Because God gave his own son, Jesus Christ, to redeem those who trust in him. Because whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Because whoever believes in Jesus will live even though he dies. Because whoever believes in Jesus doesn't cease to exist, but is ushered into the very presence of God. Because whoever believes in Jesus will be raised up by him on the last day. Why praise God with every fibre of our being? Because God has loved us in Jesus, that's why. Reg knew that. Many of you know that as well. And here's the remarkable thing. Though we're separated from Reg by the veil of death, he is doing now exactly the same thing that we are doing. Praising God with all our being. We here on earth and he in the highest heavens. George Whitfield, the 18th century evangelist, was once asked if he thought he would see his good friend John Wesley in heaven. To which Whitfield replied, no, he'll be too close to the throne of God. Well, I've often thought that of Reg. I've often thought I won't see him because he'll be too close to Jesus. Not because he was flawless, but because he loved Jesus more than anyone I know. That in itself was a miracle of God's grace. He loved Jesus because he was a sinner saved by grace. And he'll be too close to Jesus, not because he was a great man. In the world's terms, he was one of the least of men. No accolades, no Nobel Prize. But he'll be too close to Jesus because in God's economy, It's not the greatest, but the least who will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen. Let me invite Fred Van Holst to come and pray. Could you just have a look at this picture again? When I saw that next to Praise the Lord with Psalm 150, I thought, Reg is praising the Lord. Because that's how you do it. But a moment later, I looked him in his eyes on the picture, and I thought, Reg is waving to us from the other side. I'm in a better place now. That, that's how it how it looks to me, and I think that is, that's wonderful. I've been invited to, uh, to lead in a prayer of thanksgiving, and before I do that, I'd like to read you a verse from Scripture. It's from 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16, which says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I'm sure this has to be the tone of our thanksgiving prayer for the life of Red. So let me repeat it. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's give thanks. Our Father in heaven, we bring glory to your name, for you are the God of life. And even in death, You do not drop us, but bring all who have lived for Jesus to new life, even everlasting life. Father, that's the joy we know, and that's the joy you have given to Brother Rich. Over the last years, the Holy Spirit took more and more hold of him, and his joy because of it was visible to anyone who came a bit closer to him. And Lord, we do thank you for that. 
for the great encouragement Reg has been in his own way to many of us. Lord, we thank you that even in the difficult periods in Reg's life, that you've always there, been there to support him and to hold on to him. Lord, we thank you that you gave him the grace never to complain about his circumstances. Not in the years when he started to struggle with many health issues, not in the last months and weeks, when it became clear that his life on earth was coming to an end. Lord, we thank you for the unwavering faith that he expressed time and again. We thank you for what you did in Reggie's life, how you shaped him to become more and more like Jesus himself, full of love, full of compassion, never negative, never judgmental of others. We give you praise for your work on him and in him and also through him. He could build up an understanding with people who had similar issues as him. And we thank you for what he has meant to all of us. We thank you for what all you did in Reggie's life, especially for making the gospel a life in him. And now we pray, Lord, that we all may have that same experience of you, that we may develop that same love for Jesus that was so obvious in Reggie's life. Lord, we pray for the whole family that they may experience that and that they can rejoice together because that's what you call us to do be joyful always and to give thanks in all circumstances and Lord that's what we do and that's what we want to do if it goes well with us we thank you if life becomes tough we thank you because of who you are and we know that you are good and loving. And Lord, help us through your Holy Spirit to hold on that, onto that every moment of our life. Lord, we pray especially for Hank, who only about a year ago had to bury his wife, and now he lost one of his sons. Lord, we pray for him, that you would continue to encourage him and to support him with your Spirit and that he can be indeed joyful always, always giving thanks for who you are and what you do. The whole family in the coming time, when they come to terms with the whole situation, and bless them and be with them in your grace. Lord, thanks again that we could be here today and that we could experience your joy in singing together, listening to your word together, and praying together. And therefore... We say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite uh, two of Reg's brothers, Matthew and Edwin, now to come up and say a few words about uh, their brother. Um, Reg's phone calls. Sorry, just give me a moment. He'd um, call regularly, most weekly, just to check in and say hello and see how we were and have a chat and ask how Roy was. Um, I liked that. It was really kind and thoughtful. And uh, there'd be heaps of people who would say the same thing about Reggie, who was really kind and thoughtful. He had time for everyone to say hello and have a chat and a joke, a bit of encouragement. People who knew him when he was younger say he was a lot of fun to be around. He was a good friend. And people 
the regulars at Good Remission loved him. He was gentle and softly spoken and kind and thoughtful and helpful. I've tried to think of a few more words to describe Reg. I, um, I come up blank because he's almost a little bit indescribable. <laughs> he was certainly one out of the box, that's for sure. My old memories are of a brother who would uh, one day tease me and the next day he would be fun and play games and just be normal and cool. And that's quite normal, teasing one day, nice the next. But he was also a little different. Perhaps a sensitive soul, battling the complexities of life and also dealing with a lot of physical problems. I could stand here all day and psychoanalyse Reg until I was blue in the face and probably list a bunch of clichés. Possibly right from the get-go he was a square peg in a round hole. And aren't we all to a certain degree? And it certainly doesn't fully give justice to Reg. I think he can really be congratulated for battling his way through life, but on the other hand, I think a lot of us can be too. <laughs> it's been quite hard to put this together. Like I had to... find the perfect way to describe him, but I can't. He was complex, but also very uncomplicated. He didn't do computers or smartphones or things like that. And his main love was music. Um, but he liked other things too. He used to play table tennis. He was really, really good at it. He played competitively and, and won a lot. And he also liked golf. He would play, play golf with Damien a lot <laughs> in his snazzy golfing outfit. <laughs> um, but like I said, music was his, um, his passion. And um, early on when I was a kid, I remember lying in bed in the room next to his listening to his music through the wall. I really liked the proclaimers, I will walk 500 miles. <laughs> he played it a lot. <laughs> um, when we moved and he was in his... In a room out the back, I used to, um, when he was gone, I would sneak in through the window and, and have a while of a time listening to all his CDs. And then I would leave everything perfectly in place and unwrinkle the bed as I went out the window. But uh, as if he wouldn't know I'd been in there, Reg was a real neat freak, like really neat, or well, he used to be. You'd, be. you'd struggle to find anything out of place in his room. <laughs> Anyway, I was busted. I thought he'd get really angry, but instead he, he showed me where the key was to get in. So I could listen to it, music whenever I wanted. As I was careful with everything and put everything back. I always remember... I don't Music. Always played out in the backyard through his window and I would sit in there and... He'd show me his favourite, so I'd ask him what he had playing. Um, um, where am I? Excuse me. Anyway, he proceeded to amass um, quite a vast record collection, so epic it's stuff of legends almost. Um... But then for the longest time he, um, he started not being around. He was never on my radar. He became a loner and spent a lot of time on his own. Um, away from us and the world and his friends. Alone with himself and whatever it was that was troubling, tr- troubling him so deeply. His battle with mental illness, schizophrenia, in a strange way, is what brought him back to us because he knew he couldn't do it by himself. And the one cliché that really applies to Reg so fittingly is that he was lost and then was found. In God he found a peace and comfort and a whole new perspective on life. And he loved to share God with others. Cancer. It's a massive shock. 
And when you're staring death at the face, there's only one thing that you can do, and that's surrender, and that's what Reg did. He surrendered utterly and completely, and it was so beautiful to see. And God took him so beautifully. No suffering. And he's now at peace. Thank you, Reg. Love you. I only wanted to say a couple of things, or mention a few, a couple of things, and that's basically to pay, uh, firstly to pay tribute to Reg and his time at Goods and Remission. Um, I think he's been there about eight years. Um, after being, you know, having years of being a virtual recluse, um, and he he enjoyed it there. Um, he had work colleagues there, um, Pete and Annika. Hans and Trudy, um, Zender, and no doubt there are others um, who he would chat to. Um, yeah, he found his niche there. Um, he, was, he got good at it to the point he would start telling Dad how to do it. Um, and they got on most of the time. They got on most of the time and they worked well together. Um, and it came to a point where uh, Dad couldn't run goods remission without him. So when he got sick, he uh, could do less and less. He got sick, probably November. He started going downhill. We found about, out about his lung cancer about six, uh, six weeks ago. But um, that meant that Goods and Remission would have to close its doors because uh, Dad couldn't do it without him. Uh, so, in a way, Dad's lost two things. How am I going? Well, we might need Dad cry, right? <laughs> the second thing I want to do is um, read a bit of Natalie's blog. Uh, sorry. Uh, no, I'm right. Natalie is Benatina's uh, daughter. Uh, some of you might not know, and she's working um, in a volunteer capacity at the moment in South Sudan. And this has all happened from start to finish without her being here, um, which is very sad. She's probably one of the most. She's probably the most sensitive Vanderbilt of all of us. Followed closely by Hank. And then me. <laughs> but um, I'll read a couple of snippets. I won't read it off. I've got a copy and it's on... She's blogging every couple of days and what she does over there. So I'll read a few snippets. Um, a couple of months back, she calls it being present. Above all, else, above all else, this is what I've been challenged most while serving here in South Sudan. A couple of months back, I heard... From my family back home, that my uncle Reg was diagnosed with lung cancer and that he would soon leave this broken world and enter eternal rest. Today, this became a reality. His battle with lung cancer was short-lived, and I thank God for this. Three months was all it took for Dad to call him home. Sorry, for, for God to call him home. And then she goes on, life is precious. And if you give it... It can be given and taken away at any moment. God's above all that. Jesus was the perfect example of how to live, sacrificing every moment of his day for others. The other week or so, I could speak directly with my uncle via a phone call from the other end of a Skype conversation with my family. This is the moment I will not forget and will hold close to my heart forever. My uncle spent the entire time asking me how I was and encouraging me in the work I've been doing. He was the one asking how I was. Not once did my uncle complain about his illness. He was so ready to see Jesus. He was so excited. Every day he counted as a blessing to the point that he would say every hour that he, that he had left was a gift. His life has been difficult. Now all his pain and suffering is gone forever. I'm a little jealous, aren't you? Uh, my heart doesn't ache for him because his heart doesn't, his heart doesn't ache anymore. 
My heart aches for my grandfather and the family surrounding him during this time. My heart belongs, uh, sorry, longs to be there with them. But I will rejoice knowing that God is pleased to bring him home to himself. Okay, I'll just finish off. This world is so broken and there is so much need. I often feel helpless. My prayer is that I will always be thankful for the precious opportunities God gives us every day to do his will and that I would be present in all of them. I want to see every moment I have left in this world as a gift, just like Reg did. I want to treasure these moments. I'm going to miss you, Uncle Reg. I'm going to miss all of the conversations we would have after church about footy, cricket, and most of all, Jesus. I'm going to miss your kindness and gentle spirit so much. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well, I don't know, this is probably repeating a fair bit of that. But, um, um, what do you see when you think or remember Reg? Records? He had three or four thousand. <laughs> a, a big scary man who loved his food and drink. Well, he wasn't that scary, but he did like his tucker. But he also he started to lose weight before he got cancer, and he was quite proud of that. And then he got cancer and he started to lose more weight, and he seemed quite proud of that. He'd poke me in the belly and say, you want to keep an eye on that? <laughs> He's a cheeky bugger, I tell you. Football, Reg did play football. Hardship, Reg had a lot of hardship in his life, I think. Gentleness, there's definitely an air of that. Golf, he played a lot of golf. I think Reg and Damien travelled Tasmania, played every golf course. They made holidays out of it. And that's when they went to the mainland as well, he... Played a lot of golf there. Loud music. I'm sure there's a few that can testify to that. Maybe a few neighbours here had to listen to a bit of loud music for a fair bit. A friend. Cancer. Arrogant. Well, he's a Vanderbilt, so there might be a little bit of that. A larrikin. He was a larrikin. Um, Ben told me a story. I didn't know this. Uh, When Reg and Damien went to the mainland, uh, they were in Sydney and... um, I was having a swim at this pool, and there's a sauna there. So Reg thought, oh, "I'll go and have a sauna." So he, he went into this sauna, and there was a, the opposition leader, Kim Beasley, was in the sauna. So Reg leaned over and shook his hand, said, "G'day, Kim," and he said, "Hello." And Reg said, "And, and when's kindergarten starting again?" <laughs> the funny bit is, Kim didn't get it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, goods and remission, yeah, he spent a bit of time there. A brother, a pain. I've got them two together, but sometimes he was a pain, I'll tell you. Matthew can testify to that. He was a sense of humour. He definitely had that. Vulnerable. Bits of that. Family. Wittiness. Rich was very quick in his mind. He was always had a quick response. Shyness. Encouragement. Grace and Jesus. Do you see Jesus when you see Reg? When I first saw Reg after his diagnosis of cancer, his face told um, a story. It was a look of bewilderment, curiosity, tiredness and a resignation that seemed to say, I've got another battle on my hands. A why me kind of look. He'd had a few battles in his life, and along with the good times, these experiences had shaped the person we knew as Reg. And many, like us, and many like like many of us, uh, Reg was a work in progress from start to finish. As a youngster, he had lots of troubles. He had with his digestive system. He had a lazy eye, so he needed to be patched. That was always good fun. Um, And once at school, he had a soccer goal fall on his head. He was a little bit different after that. He ended up in hospital after that episode. And um, they sue people for that nowadays. And he had a really big leg. One of his legs was big, and that was a result of a football injury when he was playing for Bracknell. Um, But Reg's biggest battle started 
when he came back to the mainland. Um, something happened to Reg over there and he came back a different person. He started to become reclusive and after a time he basically had given up his faith. He um, was living a wild style of life and over time caused plenty of grief to family and friends and some neighbours and workmates. It was during this time that he was diagnosed with a mental illness, as Alex said, paranoid schizophrenia. Uh, thank God he came through this reasonably well. Um, however, the side effects were evident and lingering. With Reg, what you saw is what you got. Neither backward in coming forward, Reg was Reg. Uh, Reg woke up one day after sleep about five, six years ago and announced that God had told him it was time to get serious. So he started attending church again. I believe um, he only missed going to church once and that was the second week his dad forgot to pick him up. He um, hadn't quite got into the routine yet. And you see, Reg had this slight issue with licences. He never could work out where he'd misplaced them. Anyway, since then, God had started Reg on this journey of being transformed into a new person. Some of us may have wished that that transformation could have happened a little bit quicker, but there you go, God knows what he's doing. When I speak with people who know Reg now, or knew Reg now, I hear many common themes, which was becoming more and more a part of his character. Gentle, kind, loving, the odd bit of, the odd bit of buffetness, and then more of the same good stuff. A good bloke, friendly, interested in other people. Transformation was in time with his growing faith, understanding and reliance of Jesus Christ. Um, at the end of his life, when, it, when on earth here, when it was being stripped bare and death was staring him in the face, there was only one thing left. Nothing mattered, not records, not football, only knowing that he was okay eternally. Bridge believed in Jesus Christ and he was content with that and his situation and those around him. Rich knew that even though he was still in a broken world, with his broken body and imperfect character, when God looked at him, he only saw Jesus. His sin was forgiven, forgotten forever. Rich lived his last days with that comfort and that he was heaven-bound and he encouraged us as family and friends of that fact. We'll now have a photo reflection. Thank you.
On behalf of the family, um, we are very thankful for the life of Reg and for the impact that he's had. And for the sceptics, Hank can indeed cry. We've all cried. Very thankful for the visitations we've received and the telephone calls and the text messages. Um, it's been most encouraging and uh, we're very thankful for that. Very thankful for uh, the medical fraternity uh, during Reg's sickness, uh, for the hospital staff and the doctors for PD and and others who were involved in making his um, life as comfortable as they could. I'm very thankful for, for all those who've uh, contributed today in whatever way, be it through the printing of the handout or through catering or um, Manny on the piano at late notice. Uh, for Carl officiating... We're very thankful for that. Also thankful for uh, Charlie Brown. He knows who he is for being part of our family and uh, being there and just helping out in whatever way he can. We're very thankful for that. We're very thankful that we could celebrate uh, Reg's life with all of you today. It's been good to do that. Uh, Please... Hang around later on for a cuppa and catch up. It'll be really good. Just one small anecdote about Reg. In the last six weeks, it was, when he was told he had cancer, I never heard him complain. He was sitting on the couch one day minding his own business and he had that oxygen thing around his face and Hank thought he'd make himself a cup of coffee and so he got up from his computer chair and got his hose wrapped around his foot and proceeded to march to the kitchen ripping the whole business off Reg's face all Reg could could say was Hank, try and keep my face on please (laughs) That was Reg. We'll miss him. We'll miss him dearly. And we thank you for all that you've contributed in whatever way. God bless. Well, we'll uh, finish now by praising God again and confessing uh, together in song that even in these sad times, uh, it is still well with our soul. And Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trumpet shall sound. And the Lord shall descend, even so it is well with my soul. Let's stand and sing together.